0: Morgan, Colts fans. <laughs> you are listening to the Blue Notes Podcast, a presentation of Indianapolis Colts stories and notes. I am your host, Benji Taylor. This past week, the Colts traveled to Frankfurt, Germany to take on the Patriots. It wasn't exactly a shootout, no sir. The Colts had been the only NFL team to score 20 in every game this season. Only 16 combined points were scored between the Colts and the Patriots Sunday, but Colts ended with the higher number, and that's all that matters. Take that, Bill. Take that, Mac Jones. And take that all the way back to Boston, Robert Kraft. They're all sleazy, if you ask me. Whether it's a punishing touchdown run by Jonathan Taylor, a Marlon Jackson interception, or a 10-6 win, it's always good to beat the Patriots. I cannot wait to talk about that one. Stay with me, Colts fans. At Marshall University as an undergrad, I enrolled in German class. I had to take a foreign language for my major, and French and Spanish were already closed. Chock full, man. It was an unwilling commitment, but there I sat as a freshman in Dr. Dolmesh's German class just terrified. He was a big, burly man with fading hair on top and a scraggly beard mangling his broad chin. He started every class the same way, trying to rile up the troops at 8am. Guten Morgen! Guten Morgen! Expecting us to return the favor with some level of enthusiasm. When he wasn't satisfied with our sleepy response, He would hunker down his massive body and motion his arms as if he was corralling a drove of pigs, and he would say louder, Guten Morgen, Guten Morgen. (laughs) It was a dreadful way to start the day. That semester did not go well for me. The night before my final exam, I got dumped by my first girlfriend. I flunked the test and ended the course with a D. I don't blame the girl who dumped me, though. I, really, I wasn't doing so hot before the breakup. Dr. Domesh knew I wasn't cut out for the hard language, and he targeted me and sifted me out. The following semester, I enrolled early into Spanish 1, but I never forgot about Dr. Domesh. This past week, the Colts traveled to Germany and beat the Patriots, It wasn't exactly a primetime game, but it also wasn't a forgettable 1 o'clock time slot. It was kind of special in a different kind of way. I have to say, I like the international games. To be honest, maybe I'm not 100% sold on having regular season games there. The travel seems taxing on what is already a punishing schedule for the players and coaches. One way or another, teams are losing a home field game, which seems unfair, That said, it seemed like a really cool experience. Think about those fans. I don't know how much they care about football, but their entire country gets one or two games a year. That's it. This is like their Super Bowl. And so every football fan shows up. Sure, there were some Colts gear, but if you looked into the stands, you saw every NFL team represented. I think the rule is, if you have a jersey, you wear it, no matter what two teams are playing. So for the Colts to travel that distance and play a hated rival in front of those excited fans and come back with the win, that's a good day. The two teams sadly were evenly matched, but the Colts had the upper hand along the defensive line. They were able to get good and consistent pressure on Mac Jones and cause him to make some bad decisions. We talked about this last week, but I wasn't sure we could dial it up. The Colts have struggled at times to pressure the quarterback, but Sunday they were credited with five sacks and an added tackle for loss. Dayo Odengbo was the leader of the pack, but it was an impressive effort for the entire unit, especially since Grover Stewart is still out with the suspension. Mac Jones completed 75% of his passes, but only threw for 170 yards, zero touchdowns, and one interception. He was benched on the last drive for Bailey Zappi, a move now becoming more familiar to Patriots fans than playoff wins. If this were any other franchise, I might feel a tinge of sympathy, but that was not the emotion felt Sunday. (laughs) It wasn't a glamorous win, it certainly wasn't a blowout. But in any instance where the clock strikes zeros and the Colts show higher numbers on the scoreboard than the New England Patriots, I am a happy man, a happy man basking in the tears of Bill Belichick. No, it wasn't a glamorous win, but the win brings the Colts back up to 5-5, which is significant for this team going forward. They now enter the bye with a two-game win streak. As I said, it was a unique game, an especially unique viewing experience watching our team compete in Frankfurt, Germany. And of course, I have some observations. These are in no particular order, but here's the first one. The Colts' run game is not as good as it should be. That's observation number one. Are you seeing that? I don't know why the run game isn't better. There are two backs, one is a top 5 running back who is certainly paid like it, that's Jonathan Taylor. The other was second in the league in rushing yards coming into the game, that's Zach Moss. The O-line is really healthy all things considered and has been all season. The O-line is PFF ranked in the top 10 consistently, yet the math just isn't quite working. A plus B is not equaling C. The run game is good but not great. The passing game is limited, it seems like if you have a backup quarterback and a limited passing game, that you'd want to focus more on perfecting the run. The Patriots certainly looked better on the ground. Patriots running backs Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott averaged 4.3 yards per carry. Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss averaged 3 yards per carry. That's quite a difference. Here's my second observation about the Germany game. Gardner must have packed his dancing shoes. He reminded me, hear this, he reminded me a little bit like Andrew Luck. And that's not something I ever thought I'd say. But before you throw your shoe, hear me out. Remember back in 2018 when Andrew returned after a year off, the offensive line was actually pretty good. But he didn't know it because he had never played with a good offensive line in the pros. Also, he was returning from a major injury, that shouldn't be overlooked, but Andrew was so skittish like a deer in traffic. It was like he didn't know what to do with all that free time back there. His internal clock was racing double time. Eventually Andrew settled down, but it seems like Gardner's clock is ticking backwards and he's getting worse as the season goes on. Sunday Gardner had loads of time in the pocket, but he kept jitterbugging and scatting trying to escape pass rushers who weren't even there yet. He did everything but moonwalk which was disappointing because he certainly had time for it. Altogether, it was a bad trio of quarterbacks Sunday and I was trying to think about how I would rank them. I guess Gardner was better than Mac Jones, but Mac may have been a little bit better than Bailey Zappi who came in for one drive and zapped away any chance of a comeback by throwing a football right to the Colts' safety, Rodney Thomas. Germany game observation number three, funny hats. (laughs) I didn't see any cheese heads, but I did see hot dog hats and pinwheels. Okay, I kind of understand the hot dogs, you know, the pork sausage originated in Frankfurt, Germany. Pork sausage, Frankfurter, Hot dog. Okay, I see the connection. That leap makes sense. But what's the deal with pinwheel hats? <laughs> Pinwheels at an NFL game? Well, the pinwheel hat, better known as the propeller beanie, was invented by the science fiction writer Ray Faraday Nelson back in 1947. As far as I know, Ray has no ties to Germany or the NFL, so consider me stumped on this one. Germany game observation number four Kevin McCourty needs to join the Patriots fan club. The Colts Patriots game was broadcasted on NFL Network. One of its employees is Jason McCourty, and McCourty was the color commentator in Sunday's game. Jason McCourty played three seasons with the Patriots, and his brother Devin played 13 seasons with the Patriots. And it was more than obvious that the commentator was dealing with a pretty strict conflict of interest Sunday. I realized this was listed as a home game for New England, but you would think that McCourty was broadcasting from a dimly lit pub in Boston. He was a total homer. My only joy in his analysis was hearing him sync with his beloved Patriots. I'm not sure if there is a Patriots fanboy club, but Jason, Kevin, Devin, they all need to join it and love their sad team to death, right along with smug Bill and creepy Bob Kraft. My fifth and final Germany game observation was this Hurricane Frankfurt, aka Hurricane Dio. The third year defensive end is heating up. Dio is having his most productive season as a pro, and that was his best game three sacks. Some might say that Dio's progression in the league has been a slow burn. It's true that it has taken some time. Remember, he was drafted after suffering an Achilles injury, and he has improved each year. I should say that PFF doesn't agree with me on this. This season, Dio is marking his lowest score of his three seasons. But when you match him up against the remaining pass rushers on this roster, Dio looks pretty good. I'm not 100% sure that Hurricane Dio will ever effectively touch down in Frankfurt or Indy. And absolutely wrecked the place. I'm not sure about that. But I am happy to see his progression and look forward to seeing what he can do post-buy. Speaking of, there are a few things I want to see from this team coming out of the bye. Number one, and maybe this is a long shot, but I want to see the return of Shaq Leonard. Let's be honest about this. He's not great right now. The same guy who was an all-pro and on some kind of insane trajectory over his first three to four seasons, now looks like an average linebacker who actually made some pretty poor plays Sunday. Early in the game, he missed on a screen pass that was so cringy, I felt sorry for him. Shaq wasn't even close on the play that he should have made. And right now, EJ Speed is better than Shaq. But I still have hope. My hope is that coming out of the bye, Shaq's wounded body starts to catch up to his feverish heartbeat, and maybe he could be a shadow of what he once was, a shadow that follows so closely that when the sun ducks behind the clouds, maybe for a split second, the shadow outlines the real thing. It's a long shot, but I would love to see that old Shaq again. Coming out of the bye, I'd also love to see the Colts keep going for it. They're 5-5 five and five and play a decently weak schedule. Maybe these wins don't mean much in the grand scheme of things, but I have more fun when they win. The players have more fun, too. And you know what? I like having fun. I say go for it. Who cares where you're drafting next year? Let's win all that we can right now. One way to secure those wins is to dominate in the run game. And that's something else I'd like to see post-buy. I want to see the Colts commit and dominate on the ground. They have the right pieces. The quarterback is limited. It just makes sense to focus the offense that way right now. Truly, I miss the days when Quentin Nelson would talk about crushing the will of the defensive lineman. Prior to his big contract, he used to talk that way. Maybe we can get that back. To do that, it would require a shift in Shane Steichen's offense. I'm not sure he's willing to do it, but if he does, I think it would be wildly successful and might prove to be the Colts' only way to keep winning. Okay, that's it for us this week. The Colts, as I mentioned, are on a bye. There is no game this week, and as a result, there will be no podcast next week. In week 12, the Colts play Tampa Bay at home. The Bucks started the season pretty good. Then they weren't good. Now I think they're okay. They have really great skill players, but Baker Mayfield, much like Gardner Minshew, is quite limited at the quarterback position. Unlike the Colts, the Buccaneers have a defensive-minded head coach in Todd Bowles. They pose more of a threat on that side of the ball than the Colts do. However, good coaches always find ways to win after the bye week of planning. Notably, Frank Reich was 4-0 after the bye when he coached in Indy. His one win this year with his new team, the Panthers, actually came the week after the bye. This will be Shane Steichen's first bye week experience as a head coach. Let's see what he does with all that time off. Come back after the bye week and hopefully we're talking about a Colts win over the Bucks. Take care and go Colts. This was a presentation of the Blue Notes podcast. I'm Benji Taylor, thanks for listening.